All right, Jabronis, we're back. Fresh week. Hope everybody had a good previous week. A lot of shit went on. A lot of shit the last week of the of the year. I'll get into the whole New Year's shit later on in the junction because I have some feelings on New Year's in general, but uh, we really went out with a lot of crazy stuff. Ghislaine Maxwell, guilty. Big news of the week. And I'm not satisfied. And here's why. She was found guilty of five of six counts. And I'm not going to belabor this. I know people are tired of me talking about it. And I run my dick sucker all day, every day about this crap with the tinfoil hats and the how you doings. But you guys need to know the updates. This is for you, not just for me. It's for everybody. So she was found guilty. Five of the six counts of uh, trafficking and helping out Epstein uh, to the sex pedal island and to do all the the child rape stuff. Um, So she's maybe looking at time. I don't know. She might. I don't know what's going to happen. This is what's so like bittersweet about it is that she was found guilty. Yeah. But the but the criminals are still out there. The rapists are still out there. So they just found the scapegoat has been has been identified. She is now the scapegoat. And that's it. Now the the story is going to die. She might not even get jail time. Who knows? Easy, easy, Randy. You see, Randy's angry too. Oh, Randall. She might not get even jail time depending on how they sentence coming up. They give the sentence. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know when it is yet. I got to do some digging on that, but there are attorneys already saying that they're going to appeal the, the case. So who knows what the hell is going to happen with that? She's likely to get suicided any day now because she might start uh, giving up names. She doesn't want to be the only one in prison going away for this stuff. Which brings me to my my main uh, issue with the whole thing is that if she's guilty of sex trafficking, trafficking these these underage women to get raped and get sexed on by these powerful people. The the courts are now like the federal courts are now saying by by convicting her of that they're saying that there are child rapists abound. Part of this whole thing that means children were raped, underage girls were raped and sexed on. What are we going to do about them? What are they going to do about those child rapers? And unfortunately, I think the answer is nothing. Which is why this case took two minutes in the grand scheme of things, a whole year to prepare. Only four victims were were brought up as part of witnesses by the prosecution. The whole thing was like a was theater was just celebrity theater for the rich and powerful. So that they can that can sit back in their ivory tower still and shake hands and laugh. And everything is just sunshine and assholes for them. And they can continue on going about ruling the free world, being, you know, ruling England, being in movies, winning Oscars and awards. That's what's going to happen. They're going to continue on. And the scapegoat, Ghislaine Maxwell, is going to jail. Hopefully she's going to jail. And again, there is some sort of justice to that. But at the end of the day, all this did was. They're just confirming now they are admitting there was a giant child sex ring going on. 
and we're not going to do anything about the actual people who committed the sex acts. Just this one patsy. So now the rapers are still out there. All the names on the pilot's list during that testimony that he gave recently, the pilot of the of the airplane. I forgot what it was called. The Proud Mary, the Sexy Lucy. I forgot. But all those names have been redacted. All the people on the plane that went to Sex Petal Island redacted. Bill Clinton, nothing's going to happen to that guy. His wife will take care of Ghislaine Maxwell in prison. Don't you worry about it. And the, and the corruption and the bullshittery is all going to continue on for the rest, you know, for this country. And the victims still have to see these people on TV on a regular basis. And that's why it's bittersweet. That's why I'm still a little heated about it. And I'm not going to stop bitching about it because it's not done. And it's just it's just disgraceful how this has been covered up so horribly. Meanwhile, you got. Dr. Fauci dropping lie after lie after lie lately. This poor bastard has been caught in more lies than I than anyone I've seen in the last year. And he's not even denying it. Here's the, that's the crazy thing. This is what the news is, is, is Fauci going on the screen, telling you this and that, changing his mind, not giving any explanations, just giving you flip floppy information. And we're just eating it up. We're following along. What does the great one say now? What does the guy got to say now? We got to follow along with Dr. Fauci. This poor bastard is so far out there now. He's he's like Buddy Love has taken over for Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is no longer Dr. Anthony Fauci. He is now like Tony Foch. He's whatever alter ego he has become. His ego has taken over to the point where he is actually being called out on television for the lies and the emails and the perjury. And he's just sitting there. He's not even denying it. He's just saying, like they said, you got caught in all these lies and this and that. Don't you think it's time for you to resign? And be replaced. And he goes, absolutely not. This is what's on the news now. Not the Ghislaine Maxwell, not the child sex predators that should be hunted down and brought to justice. But Tony Foch popping his collar, firing finger pistols off. Because he's made out like a bandit, the highest paid government worker in this country right now. Been around for 30 years working for the government. And everyone's just blindly listening to this son of a bitch. And he's out there saying, absolutely not. There's no way I should be or will be resigning. How could you? That's not a guy talking. That's not a human being talking anymore. That's their ego. That's Buddy Love. Buddy Love, when he took the Sherman Klump, took the youth juice, the serum, and he became skinny, became Buddy Love, and he was cocky and happy and a big shot, shit talking, Reggie Warrington on stage, throwing him in the piano hitting on Carla Purdy and then creating the adjustments to the youth juice and the skinny juice so that he can become buddy love permanently. And now we're in the final stages of that. Tony Foch is now in the final stages of turning his fat juice into a permanent solution, the final solution. And you're only going to see Tony. Hey, Tony popping collars like a mimbo out there. You're not going to see the doctor anymore. The doctor is out. The doctor's out. He hasn't been around for years now, and people don't seem to want to admit to that anymore for whatever reason, but that's what's flooding the news. Put the tinfoil hats on, folks. 
We're starting off hot in the new year. Speaking of new year, the only good thing about the new year celebration, by the way, I don't know. I, I caught it on a on a clip. I didn't actually watch it because I don't pay attention to this shit. But apparently Miley Cyrus had like a nip slip or her wardrobe malfunction or whatever. And she had to go to the back back of the stage and she was still doing her. How you doing? But her her I don't know, her spaghetti strap broke her Capolini, you know, sh- stripped off or whatever. And uh, she had to go take care of it. But she still performed. Uh, and that's like the only good thing going on with with the New Year celebrations. Betty White's dead. So you can't say that's good. She's one of the last good human beings around. Now she's dead. Ninety nine years old. She's older than the CIA. Older than the CIA. And she kicked it. Right before her 100th birthday, too. So that's not good news. There's no good news on the news. Nothing, nothing good about that. It's just a whole bunch of propaganda and chaotic mess on both sides of the table, creating division and, and nuttiness. But there is at least some entertainment out there. Miley Cyrus making it happen. She and I'm not saying like the entertainment was not her nip slip. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is her ability to adjust and maintain a, a good, solid performance. While she was walking backstage to get her shit fixed, she was still performing. That was impressive. Not like the Mariah Carey meltdown of years prior where she like, I forgot what happened. Did she forget the lyrics to her own song or the lip syncing? Like the CD started scratching. She didn't have bass boost on the CD Walkman and, and it started uh, skipping. And then she, she just had a meltdown. Not Miley. Miley stayed strong. She's been through a lot of shit, Miley Cyrus. And she's coming out, you know, clean on the other side. Like Britney. Shawshank Redemption. Him too. What's his, what the hell is his name? Andy Dufresne. Walked through 500 yards of shit to come out clean on the other side. That's what Miley's doing. So good honor. There's a little bit of a bit of a positive. How you doing? A little bit of a positive going into the, into the new year. Um, so there's that. I'm going to stop talking about the conspiracies and the bitterness and the bullshittery. I'm just going to get right to the good stuff. Okay. So we'll step into the cage. Okay. Let's run. All right. Today's into the cage segment is proudly sponsored by Anthony Rigatoni's resolution generation situations. Are you nervous that, the new year, new you season has commenced, and you still don't have a bullshit resolution to half-ass for the next two weeks? Well, if you give world-renowned sexual deviant Tony Riggs a call, he and his resolution generation situation will take care of you no problem. You see, with a Riggs resolution, all the thinking and planning is done for you. It identifies a resolution custom to each person and even builds out the plan of when to start it, how long to put in the effort, and even the exact day to quit without feeling bad about yourself. And for a low flat rate at that. So to get your Riggs resolution today, go over to your nearest payphone and dial star 5296, hang up three times, and wait for the callback from Tony himself. 
And if you give the promo code shit for brains, you'll get an additional 2.9% off your first resolution. Look, Tony Riggs does nothing but hustle. That slippery son of a bitch finds a way to, to, to make profits, to, to make some sort of positive traction. Whatever the situation is, good, bad, ugly, Tony Riggs is industrious, and he's up in the shit, and he's making things happen. And that's an attitude you just want to have with you all the time, regardless of how you feel about Tony. The guy's got, he's got scruples. Anyway, the cage fact, quick one, did a little bit of digging. We all know, well, we should all know that his first movie that he was ever credited in was back in 1982, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And that was when he was billed as Nick Coppola and not, not Nick Cage at the time. He was still a youngster. Now, the fact is he was 17 years old for his first feature film. Now, he was born in 64. I think that's the math on one hand. Eight, 17 years old, 17, 18, 16, you know, sometime around there. So he was a kid and he wasn't like a child star turned whatever, turned adult star uh, like some of those other guys have done in the past. But just imagine what you were doing at 17 years old. Let's sit and think about it for a while. I mean, I was in high school just doing nothing but studying. A lot, of, a lot of my homework, probably some other people's homework, trying to get into good colleges because that's, you know, that was the only thing you know, that I live for, colleges and sports, trying to get into good schools and, and play sports well. Doing a lot of jerking offs, a lot of JOs, getting no women whatsoever. I had maybe six friends. None of, none of the women liked me, which was fine. I had to go eyes on the prize. But I, what I wasn't doing as I wasn't launching one of the most, if not the most successful, epic, uh, adventurous, celebrity Hollywood acting career in the history of acting. But Nick Cage was. And that's what I want to bring to light today is that Nick Cage started when he was a kid. He got his driver's license. And the first thing he did was drive right to the studio to launch his career, uh, uh, unrivaled career in Hollywood, unrivaled. Can't beat it with a stick. Sure try. All right. That's the cage fact. Spin it on up into the junction. Get the logo going. Now I want to talk about New Year's, this holiday of New Year's. And it's not going to be all doom and gloom. So just bear with me here. I know I. Most holidays I hate. We all know it. We all know how I feel about a lot of that shit. I don't like celebrating for no reason whatsoever. I, I There's always some sort of like. Money grab conspiracy that I try to cling to and why I hate it. But again, part of this part of this universe here in the LPDS is we're trying to get better as human beings. And that includes seeing the good in things. It's 
part of the big three. Okay? You don't be a shitty person. You be grateful for the good you have in your life and you focus on that good. Okay? We talk about that every week. So we're trying to do that. But historically, I've hated New Year's forever. And it probably started in childhood when we would try to stay. We were excited, by the way, because it went as kids, every any excuse to celebrate and stay up late is good enough for for me. So we were up. We were thinking we were staying up late. We had the, the hors d'oeuvres, the pigs in a blanket, uh, the other bullshittery that that my parents made. Sometimes my grandparents even came over for New Year's as well. And we would stay up and we would think we were staying up for the drop of the ball all the way to midnight. We were going to do it as kids. We thought so anyway. It was awesome until we realized that I'm pretty sure we were not staying up till midnight as kids. And our parents just pulled the wool over our eyes and we were really going to bed by like nine or ten. And then they were staying up to finish eating our pigs in a blanket and to do whatever else God knows what they were doing down there in the, the party area of the house. So I think maybe like subconsciously I started hating it then. Regardless, the holiday is stupid. It sucks. OK, I've been saying it for years. It's a useless holiday. It's it does nothing for anybody. It's not even steeped in religion, at least with like Christmas and Easter's and the other ones that have been commercialized and, and fucked around with. At least it started in some sort of religious, like decent intent and just got bastardized and bastardized into what they are now, um, which is why I hate most of them. But New Year's, there's there's none of that going on. There's no evidence of any sort of good intent behind celebrating New Year's. It's just another day. And then it's it's turned into this commercialized garbage thing of you either go out to the clubs or the bars packed to the gills like sardines with a bunch of other assholes you don't even know like to pay $42 for a bunch of vodka cranberries like a 14-year-old girl to go and then kiss some rando scuzz buckets guy or girl and midnight for what? I don't know. I, well, I forgot what the point of the kissing was. I think that's just turned into like just an excuse to find some scuzzy to stick your tongue down their throat. And it became a thing. Now it's tradition. Now everybody's got to do it. Or you're at home. At a party at some house party where you're dressing up to go to some stranger's house, you either you either barely know them. Or it's your friend's friend that you don't know at all. And you dress up to impress all these people you don't even know or like. And play the bullshit board games. And then eat a bunch of appetizers like the frozen, like the packaged. TGI Friday's appetizers, Applebee's. Tostino's pizza rolls. Is it Tostino's or Totino's? I think it's Totino's. Terrence would know. Terrence used to. He told me about the Totina's pizza rolls. So I think it was T-O-T, not T-O-S-T. I'm thinking Tostitos, chips. I'm mixing apps. I'm mixing apps together. Regardless. What I mean, what are we doing? What is the point? I, I, I probably bitched about this last year. I got to go back to the tape, to the videotape to check. But the whole new year, new me bullshit like that. Does, that, that doesn't play in real life. Sandra, you don't just erase all 
the bullshit you did the year prior or the years prior. It doesn't it, you don't start with a clean slate. OK, that's what I'm saying here. All the bullshit that you did, the mistakes, the laziness, it's all there. So this idea of new year, new me, it's not going to just doesn't just change overnight, which is why. Every year you're pulling the same shit. It's like a cycle, a death cycle. New year, new me. I'm going to do all this bullshit. Because it's important to me. And then you go through the year. Not, doesn't change. You're still doing your bullshit. You're being a shitty person. You're being lazy. You're I don't I don't know what else you're doing. And then the end of the year comes. You're like, oh, shit, I really fucked that one away, didn't I? So I guess good thing. Once the ball drops, it's an MIB neuralizer and everything is forgotten. All is forgotten and forgiven. I can start over again. And the cycle continues. The bullshit cycle continues. And you're sitting there stuffing your face with pigs in a blanket and pizza rolls, pizza bagels sometimes. Anything with some sort of like puff pastry with shit stuffed in the middle of it. You're down in it. You're you're crushing it. I used to think it was a conspiracy by the by the appetizer market, big apps, the big appetizer to get you to buy more of their bags of frozen appetizers. Because honestly, if you think about it, what are the there's only like two times ever each year that they're making a profit on frozen, reheated, bagged appetizers. And that's the Super Bowl and New Year's. So they got to keep the cash cow coming in for those two year, two days a year. So they're pushing this bullshit. I'll go have a party. Celebrate with your friends. Oh, you can't go out because of COVID's? Sit inside. Have a pizza bagel and a potato skin. Brought to you by whatever. TGI Fridays, Applebee's, Chili's, whatever the bags that they got. Red Baron pizzas, tombstones. That's what I used to think. That it was a big conspiracy by big pizza because it's everything is about money. Everything's about making money these days. There's got to be a reason for it. You want to put the tinfoil hats back on. There's always a money making scheme and everything that goes on. So I wasn't having any of that. And then we did a poll. LPDS kind of question what you guys thought about it. And we got some good feedback. And most of the people are sort of in agreement about New Year's. It's kind of bullshit. Nobody wants to go out for various reasons. A couple said COVID. Uh, a lot of people said because it's bullshit. You don't want to you just don't want to be out there spending triple, quadruple, quintuple the amount of of what it normally costs to get a drink just because it's a holiday. You don't want to be one of those assholes at, at Times Square. Not this year because they had COVID Times Square, which was like, I don't know, 6,000, 10,000 idiots out there jacking each other off. But in the, in the past, it's been a million almost jam-packed all day in Times Square. Hours and hours and hours. They're wearing diapers in there. Imagine that. Imagine you ringing in the new year. You're an adult, okay? Picture that. You're an adult human being, legally an adult. You've done potty training. You've done all the childhood stuff to grow up to be a self-sufficient adult for the most part, technically speaking. And to start your new year, new me phase, you're choosing to do that by standing outside 
jam-packed next to strangers in the freezing cold weather, wearing a diaper so you can pee-pee and shit yourself all day so you don't have to move and lose your spot to watch the ball drop. And you got to pack snacks with you, too. And that's where Big Appetizer comes in again because they got their little to-go snacks that you can pack with you, the little potato skins to go, and the how you doings. And you're sitting there, and that's how you want to start your new year. New year, new me. This is how I'm going to erase the bad from last year. I'm going to start off right, literally sitting in my own shit. And that's what you want to sell. That's what people are celebrating. And then we're at home watching it on TV. Look at all those people. They're just sitting in their own shit. How great is that? Fantastic. What a what a tremendous accomplishment. These people already start off the new year right, fresh, hot and fresh, right out, of, right out of the damn oven. And like I said, most of you guys feel somewhat similar to that. In fact, let me look at the numbers here. 71% of you said nay to New Year's Eve celebrations and resolutions, you know, con- you know, not consequentially. What's the word I'm thinking of? God damn it, Libretti. What is that word? Respectively? I don't know. I'll get I'll get to it later. But 29% said yay. There was one theory out there, one guy that commented and said that uh, he's going to start a new holiday. Now, this is actually kind of going along with what other some other pokes folks said. It's not pokes, folks. Jesus. A couple other folks said that they look forward to New Year's because of the profile pick update, which I humbly, you know, I was very proud of that. Uh, I, I appreciate that that praise and that what that's what actually people are looking forward to, because I enjoy making those ridiculous profile picks and uh and those were, you know, those those are fun, and I I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoy that too, or most of you do anyway. So, but this this one fan friend uh, replied that he wants to start a new holiday around that profile pick day, Labretti Day, whatever you want to call it, where you hang out with your friends, you show up at a place with your friends, like a house, and you celebrate you not celebrating together. So you're there, you're cheers in to not celebrating and to hating New Year's. And you're doing it all like ironically and satirically. And you do that. That's the celebration now. Now, to go back and put the tinfoil hats on again, like I like to do because I have nothing else going on in my life. I think besides big apps coming in with their money-making schemes, I think that could very well be the origin story of current New Year's celebrations. If you think about it, look at how many things has started ironically or satirically or as a joke that have since become serious things. Look at Dogecoin. Dogecoin was started sort of as a as a throwaway, sort of like a joke. Because it was going along with the Doge meme of that dog. And now look at it. It's up to 17, 18 cents a a share, and people were taking it to the moon. It, it started with nothing, and now look at it. So I think potentially that's how New Year started, where it was a bunch of people making fun of their friends who were doing, who started the whole New Year, New Me bullshit, and they had a, a joke party 
to make fun of those people. And then they told their friends about it the next year. Oh, yeah, we had a joke party on New Year's. It was awesome. We just made fun of all these assholes who wanted to go outside and sit in diapers in the cold and shit themselves and eat potato skins out of a plastic bag. Oh, I'm going to do that next year. So then their friends did it. And then it grew. And then there was too many people doing it. So they had to take it to the bars. Be like, hey, we want to rent this bar out. Or we're going to have a bunch of people coming out because we're, we're making fun of all these assholes who want to sit in diapers and pretend that their life resets every year like men in black. Okay, you got it. But there's so many of you, we're going to upcharge you on drinks. Eh, no problem. We're here as a joke anyway. It's no big deal. And then just compound interest. The snowball is already running. The yellow snowball is down the hill. The next thing you know, we're either out there at the bars and clubs spending $600 on three vodka cranberries or at home at somebody's home pretending to like these strangers, kissing other strangers, excited about the new year and this and that, and we don't even realize that it all started as a joke. That could very well be the truth. Very well be the truth. Don't know for sure. Just It's just out there in the ether now. Do with that what you will. It's either, it's either that or big apps, big appetizers, started this whole thing one or the other it's there's no two ways about it really but there was feedback and this is this is important because like i said we try to see the good we try to find the good in things okay like how i felt about weddings and how i still sort of feel about weddings but why i still like going to them because of the good reasons it's sort of it's very similar to this there was a couple of people who like new year's who voted that they like celebrating new year's now Nikki sticks like the cause appetizers, which if nothing else proves or helps prove the theory that big appetizer has their hooks in. And uh, and poor Nikki sticks is is one of those victims, but he likes it because it's it's appetizer night. One of the two times a year that you can do that. Um, and that, in fact, uh, some other people said that they just like the excuse to go spend some time with their friends. And now got, that got me thinking. Instead of, and this is actually what I've been doing the past couple of years when, I, when I'm available, not last year because I was down in 21st century D-Day, fighting in the trenches of the beach, whatever. Sacrifices for your country, whatever, whatever. But going over and meeting up with your friends at, a, at your house or whatever, you could buy the appetizers. You can make the food yourself, whatever. You got some food. You got some drinks. You got the good people, the important people in your lives. And you're hanging out and you're enjoying yourselves. And it's an excuse to hang out with your friends. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Probably have COVID because got a dry, dry throat. I don't know if that's a symptom. Actually, it's probably because I smoked a cigar uh, recently. And now I sound like Miley Cyrus, actually, I think she had a surgery, so she kind of sounds like she's been smoking a pack of Winston's a day for the past 10 years. But this is the excuse now to go see your friends and hang out. And and one of one of my dear friends has been part of the brotherhood for quite some time. He has been inviting people over at his house in the area uh, for several years now. And again, it's an excuse to go hang out with the close people in your lives. We're not there. With it. There's no strangers. There was no strangers you had to pretend to be nice to. We weren't dressing up. 
wearing sweatshirts and and yoga pants and whatever the hell you wanted to wear. And we're out there. We're shooting off fireworks. We were having a good time. We were drinking, talking about good old days, making fun of each other, shit talking. We didn't. I didn't watch a damn second of any of the of the shit on TV. No Ryan Seacrest. None of that. One of those two other assholes. Who is it? Anderson Cooper and the other guy who just get drunk and flirt with each other all night on this stupid show. And you can't say anything about them because they're CNN and you got to, you know, big, big time media. You can't talk about them. And they just sit there like a bunch of fucking jerk offs screaming and yelling and woo girling. I didn't watch a second of that. And I, you shouldn't either. Honestly, if you if you want to if you want a little bit more peace of mind, uh, you, you won't you won't watch any of that crap. But. Regardless, what the hell was I saying? My brain is gone. It's that cigar and the, the whole weekend of chaos. God damn it, Labretti. What were you talking about? Oh, yeah. Excuse to go hang out with friends, not watch a second of that shit on the TV and just enjoying the moment with your pals. And, and that time you, you, you may have not have gotten beforehand. That opportunity has now not been missed and you're not going to sit there with regret. And it was a good time. And that's kind of sort of like the moral of the story is the holiday sucks. New Year's Eve is stupid. There is no reason for it. Like the new year, new me. If you're. If something is that important to you that you have to make a resolution about it, if it's that important, just start it that day. If your weight loss journey is, is that important, if you want to eat better and be healthier if it's legitimately that important to you, just fucking start it already. Sorry, T. Just start it that day. And that could be as simple as like going on the internets and looking up information on different diets to try, like different uh, daily intakes to try, different types of food, different exercises to do. That's starting it. You always hear these excuses. Oh, well, New Year's Day is a is a good time because you know when it's coming. You can schedule it in advance, and then beforehand you can prep and do this and this, and then get ready for it, and then you can start going at the gym. Just just start it now. If it's that important, that's when you start it. All the prepping and stuff that's start. That's day one. That's when it starts. If it's that important to you, and here's why it's not that important to most people. Because everybody knows what happens after two to three weeks, sometimes a month, sometimes people will tough it out for a month into the new year with their resolution, whatever it is. Most of the, most of the, the easy throwaway is I'm going to eat healthier and lose weight. And I'm not going to eat like a piece of shit all the time, which is easy to say because you just spent the last two months in the holiday triumvirate eating nothing but crap. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's all crap food. It's delicious. And I do it, too. But that's the easiest throwaway resolution to have is, oh, I'm going to get on a better diet and I'm going to exercise and I'm not going to be a fat shit anymore. Except it's not that important to you because you quit after two to four weeks. The gym's empty out by the end of January. And you're back on your bullshit again. Which is why we push the big three every day. So aggressively. For, it to, for you guys to think about that every single day of your lives. Because this shit should be important. If you have goals in your life, life, not live. If you have goals in your life, 
those should be important enough that you dedicate the time and build in the discipline into your day every day to make them happen, to figure out a way to make them happen. And to understand that there's going to be times where you're going to hit walls and hurdles during these goals that you're, that you're trying to attain and you can't quit. When you hit those hurdles, you got to jump them. You got to find a way up and over or around them, through them, whatever you got to do. You got to understand that. And I just don't think enough people realize that. They just use New Year's Eve as the excuse. Oh, this is when I'm getting my shit together. Everything's erased from last year. So now this is day one of the rest of my life. And here's what I'm going to do. And then they don't do anything because it's really not that important to them because nobody thinks about it really until New Year's week, until you're leading up to it and you start posting your memory posts about all the shit that happened this year. Some people only post the good stuff because they want to hide the bad stuff and want people to think that their life is so good and happy and, and sunshine and assholes, even though it's not, it's realistic and shit happens. Or there's the people that just want the sympathy. So they'll post, oh, this year has been so tough. I'm not even going to pretend. I just need you guys to understand that and sympathize with me and give me my dopamine rush of likes and sympathy and how you doings. And then next year, I'm going to give you the same drama again. And that's what happens. The same bullshit, the cycle, the cycle continues. We got to break the cycle. Okay. Two things come out of this episode, okay? Number one, you got to see the positive in these shit holidays. There's always a good outcome. And my friends and my brothers, they reminded me that this past weekend when I went over to their house for, for New Year's Eve and had a good time with them. Uh, and that was, that was, in my mind, what made me want to celebrate if you want to call it that New Year's Eve, I just call it going to hang out with my friends and uh, and and being with good people and enjoying my time on this earth with them. Um, so you got to see the find the positive in the bullshit. Always find the positive in the negative. It's there somewhere. It's there somewhere. Sometimes you got to dig deep and find it. But there it is. And number two. Find something that's important to you and, and stick to it. Don't half-ass shit. There are important things. If you're going to use this as an excuse, because we all know people are still going to do that, and that's fine. If you want to use New Year's as your excuse to start anew, whatever whatever you got to do to motivate to get the, the the spark going, that's fine. Do what you got to do. Okay, use it. But then stick to it. Understand that if it's a real goal for you, whatever it may be, weight loss, reading a book a week, or whatever. Reading, just reading more, educating yourself, learning something new, a new language, a new hobby, an instrument, whatever your idea is. Understand that if you're saying it out loud, it should be important enough for you to plan accordingly, prepare appropriately, and stick it out. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And you're probably wasting other people's time, too, depending on what your goal is. And all you're doing is just putting your line in the, the gym membership pockets. The franchise is up with their monthly dues because they don't give a shit. They just want your monthly subscription. So don't 
don't set yourself up for failure. Don't start the new year, new me phase season, whatever you want to call it, on a bad foot like that. With shit in your diaper and no plan to actually succeed and be, become better in your life and make somebody else's life maybe better too. Give yourself a fighting chance. See the good in shitty holidays and give yourself a chance to succeed. And get help from people if you need to. If you want to lose weight and work out, find somebody in your life who's healthy. Ask them how they do it, what they do, if they can help out a little bit. Show people, show yourself that it's important enough to put that effort in. And then at the end of the day, if you fail, if it doesn't work out by the end of the year, don't just quit after two weeks. You, you won't be sitting there with regret like, oh, man, this you now, now I'll restart it because I, I half-assed it last time. Now a whole ass at this time. You just wasted a whole year of half-assing something. You can't get that year back. And nothing starts over. Nothing gets erased. There's still that lingering feeling of regret from half-assing something or quitting. So think about that. Take, take some serious time to think about this shit and get after it. That's what, we, that's what we like to do here in the LPDS universe. We get after it. And if we're, even if when we're wrong, we still get after it. And then we get after the fact that we're wrong and we admit our mistakes and we move forward. But we're always aggressively getting after something, getting after our goals, aggressively trying to be better in our lives and in other people's lives. Aggressively trying to learn from our own mistakes and the mistakes of others and being able to admit that. That's what we got to do, okay? If you got nothing outside of this damn episode of me bitching and complaining like I normally do, remember those two things about New Year's. Find the good in the shittiness and, 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 and take yourself seriously for once. Take yourself seriously. You want to start the year off right? Take yourself seriously. Take the diaper off and take yourself fucking serious. That's all I got today. I don't know how long I've been rambling. Before we go, though, real quick, I talked about it before, the big three. This is a daily thing. This is why we say this, by the way. This is a daily affirmation that you should try to focus on every day, the big three, because it's not just a holiday cycle of bullshit. It's the real deal. This is how you change your life. You do a little bit every day to focus on getting better. So you exercise every day. Do something small. Whatever it is, keep pushing to the right as slowly as you, as you might have to go, depending on the given situation, just keep moving to the right. Exercise every day. Don't be a shitty person. Meaning, before you fire off that shitbag text message to somebody or an email or the Twitter or Instagram post to a complete stranger that you think is just a computer on the other side, take a quick pause. Do with a quick critical analysis and assessment in your head of what exactly you're, you're going to be doing here, who is on the other side that's going to be in receive mode of that action, what are, you th what are the consequences, the second or third order effects of that action, and why are you doing it? What are you getting out of it that's going to make your life better and make other people's lives better by doing that? What is the end goal? Take that quick 30 seconds to do that critical analysis before you decide to be a shitty person. And if you, if you happen to hit the send button anyway, 
I understand we're human beings. We make mistakes, but we got to be better at not making that a habit. We can't be the shitty people. Sometimes we do shitty things. Again, we all make mistakes. We got to learn from them. I understand that. I am 100% a complete culprit of that same logic where I make mistakes and I'm a shitty person sometimes. But if you spend the time focusing every day on trying not to be, you'll slowly but surely be less and less shitty and you'll start flipping over that precipice onto the good side where things start to become better and better. You become a better, better person. Number three, most important one, be genuinely thankful and grateful for all the good you have in your lives. Most important one, because you get in that mindset of positivity, you're, you're focusing legitimately on the good you have and how much you appreciate having that good and how much you're, you're trying not to take advantage or take, take it for granted. And your brain chemically like changes almost. I don't know the medical term because I'm clearly not a medical guy, but something happens in your brain and your heart and your gut and the neurons just redirect themselves into a positive direction where your mindset and your spirit are just on the positive all the time. That's what we want to get to. And everything trickles, everything in the big three. And if you conclude, if you want to, you can include the stay strong, a little asterisk at the end of that. All those combined, if you do those a little bit every day, that's how you change your, your, you change your culture, your environment, your internal environment into becoming that better person overall. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys had a, a, a happy New Year celebration, a good time with your friends and family. If you found yourself out with strangers having to pretend to be nice and dressing up for no reason, I'm sorry. I hope you still had a good time. If that's what you think is a good time, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you guys come up with legitimate resolutions and goals that are important enough for you to you that you're actually going to do something about them and and make progress and accomplish those goals. I hope I hope the best for all of you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to all the shit and tell your friends and enemies. Thank you again. I love you all. Stay strong.